0: Poppin' popping in the clip when the wind blows. Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. Investigating the joint for traps. Taking my telephone for text. I'm staring at the woman right on the corner. It's fucked up when your mind's playing tricks on you.
1: Okay, so, you know, the time has come to get to the AL West. It has. It is, you know, the perennial, you're up too late on the East Coast. And... There are games on, and it is the Mariners playing the A's in a, <laughs> in a, in a game that doesn't matter. That, yeah. That's that's been my experience. Uh, I've seen those two teams play a lot. Yeah, ex- it, I was about to say
0: the A's are the team that you just—they're like
1: right, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess I've never had a lot of fun watching them in, in, in particular. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a it's a fascinating division in a lot of ways. I think uh, obviously last year the A's ran away with it. They, they had uh, the largest division lead of any team in MLB, along with the Rays. Wow, I didn't know that. Of seven games, they beat the Astros, of course, who, I you know, would probably be the projected favorites going in. Yep. We would be remiss to not mention, I think, the main story in this division going on two years, and that is the—we uh, were robbed of the Astros' shame tour in
0: 2020. Without a doubt, and I— it- Thanks for reminding me of it because it you're it, it, will it will it happen in 2021 will, will do our memories last that long
1: I think this is the worst case scenario this this is the worst case scenario if you are a fan of of Astros Astros ridicule and uh them I am the, Yes yeah, so I think this is probably the worst way it can happen so we had a full year okay of of people not going to ballparks also on top of that we had a global pandemic. So whatever was a problem or, or, or something that pissed people off in the first quarter of 2020, no one remembers it. Not at all because yeah. Yeah. So no no one cares. There was some animosity when the season came back and the Astros and they were playing with other player, other people and you know, obviously Joe Kelly got involved with them and oh, it was it, it's on the brain. It like if people baseball fans know it. Like when the Astros play, they don't they root against the Astros. But what we were gonna get and spring training was portending this because there were fans at spring training initially, was the the Astros getting just colossally booed at every stadium that they went to that wasn't Houston.
0: I was at a Nationals-Astros spring training game, and let me tell you, it was very enjoyable to boo that team. Yeah. Everybody was in on it because the Nationals and the Astros share a home uh, spring training park, so half Nationals kind of, half Astros fans, but everybody seemed to just be kind of into booing the Astros.
1: Yeah, and now what we're gonna get is this quasi return of fans to some stadiums. Some, uh, fan some stadiums probably won't have fans at all. Uh, the yep. sensible play, might I add, um, <laughs> but we'll see. And it's just not gonna have the same fervor or magnitude. Even if these fans that come to these stadiums care, yeah, it, it's just not gonna have the same effect. And, and I don't wish psychological harm on people. I don't. I. This is why it's I. It's very really, kind of you. I don't know if I want this to be a thing uh, so bad. If I really want, like, you know, them constantly getting bombarded and and berated. and especially like a lot of the players on this team weren't around in twenty seventeen. You know what I mean? Like people going around like booing, you know, like Valdez and like what did he do? <laughs> yeah, like, Fromr Valdez. He didn't, didn't he do that. anything. And, and um, I, for that reason, it feels a little. Um, I think people. <laughs> I don't think people will do this, but I think. You know, I we missed the boat. I think we missed our opportunity to get this done in in a way that we would have really enjoyed and and would have been most uh enjoyable for everybody. So, why half asset? Maybe we should just maybe we should just let it go.
0: It doesn't feel like it has the same excitement. You're exactly right. Uh maybe I can re- like it's not as t- it was so top of mind going like in the end of February and early March of 2021 cuz I think it or in 2020 2020, geez. Because I, I, I think the story probably broke uh, that November, November, if I remember, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, oh, it was so top of mind. It was something that we were all united in, ready to boo the Astros, ready to just tear apart this team that used to be kind of likable and then just became the universally hated team. I mean, I'll play a bunch of teams. In you know, in MLB, the show in Diamond Dynasty named, you know, the Houston Asterisks or the Houston trash cans, and that's yeah. all haha ha, good fun. But will those teams still be around in 2021? I don't think they will. I think we're gonna forget. And I think a big piece of that, and, and we can talk about the Astros a little bit, is that George Springer's gone.
1: Why do you think he's a, a major part of it?
0: I don't know if well, he's a part of that core, right? It was it, it was Altuve, Correa, Springer, Brantley's even kind of a piece of it. Um and Brantley's back now uh but you know when, Bregman when he, too. i think Bregman. And, too. yeah i can't believe i didn't say bregman uh but bregman correa altuve springer were that that core that they built from tanking right like yes. that was the the and don't get me wrong correa i think has easily villainized himself the most is easily uh used to be one of the most rootable play likable rootable players for but uh is now one of the easiest to hate in my opinion um i agree it, it, but you know it it yeah, I, I, this is what I wanted to talk about with the Astros, but it feels like, it, I I know they have a lot of uh, young, pretty good talent, uh, but it feels like that that original dynasty window is closing.
1: So to go to your first point, I think of those four, those four guys, George Springer was the most likable.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt that that's 100% true.
1: Yeah, so so Altuve has the the looming thing of, he's a likable guy, but he had a really, really bad 2020, and that obviously I don't really view... I don't put so much in that cuz he was excellent in the playoffs. Exactly. Um I think he's a great player and I don't really but you know the larger sports uh following is is going to put a lot of weight on that. And also there was the whole the buzzer stuff and I think oh, there's yeah. just there's a cloud hanging over Altuve and how people perceive him as as opposed to you know when he was MVP in 2017. Uh Bregman, I think he kind of he just has the personality; people go to him. And then Correa, he he puts his tongue in his he puts his foot in his mouth all the time, and you know he he's happy to be the asshole of the league. And I and and Springer it seemed like was the one who who always was a little bit more subdued. He might yeah. have benefited quite a bit from the sign stealing as as you know if you go back to some of the sure. numbers. Um. But uh, for some reason he evaded it. I think more than those those guys.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I. I I tend to agree. I, I think they they just have. Uh, I I don't know if Altuve would have been implicated as much as as if that that my wife doesn't want me to take off my shirt answer didn't feel so so much like a lie.
1: Yeah, it it feels a bit like Ted Cruz saying that my daughters wanted to go on a trip to Cancun or. <laughs> Where are
0: the people outing Jose Altuve via group text? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Correa uh, and Springer just got a kind of got a heel vibe to them, uh, and. You know, Springer never had that, so I think that's fair. But what what do you think about the the, the second piece of that? That I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Jordan Alvarez, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Kyle Tucker, Forrest Whitley, maybe, probably not. But like, that that's a good new young core that's kind of unproven. But the 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 old guard, the the dynasty that that won in 2017, yeah, wow, the dynasty that won in 2017 is 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 uh, we we lost the first piece of it, and and. It, it, maybe outside of Bregman, but like they're getting a little older.
1: Okay. Let me tell you what I see. What do you see? Bregman and Correa are twenty six years old.
0: No, they're not. Really?
1: Yeah, they're twenty six. They're God they're they're two right, of take... the best they're two like of the best hitters in baseball. Kyle Tucker is twenty four. He had <sighs> a really great season in a shortened season, and we know he's a great pure hitter. Yep. Altuve, like I said, had a great postseason after a bad um, season. Jordan Alvarez is back. He is one of the best hitters in baseball when he's healthy. And on the pitching side, obviously Zach Greinke is 37, but Framer Valdez is 27, Lance McCullers is 27, Jose Arquidi is 25.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. I
1: see a team that in the absence of a real strong competitive uh, AL West is positioned nicely to win 95 games
0: yeah I don't ugh, I hate feeling ill informed and wrong, and I do right now like <laughs> it, yeah i I get it I mean
1: no I mean they they had a bad 2020 this this is all fair they they didn't play very well. is this the last
0: but, year of Korea?
1: Is it? Is he a free agent after this? Tournament? Well, I knew sure.
0: 20, 20, I, I know that twenty twenty two is the year of the shortstop, and I didn't. I can't remember if he's one of those.
1: Yeah, he's a free agent in two thousand twenty two. So this is this is his walk year for for all intents and purposes. And um, the Astros, they obviously let Springer walk. Um, I think this is this will probably be a pretty important year for Correa in that respect. I, I could see them bringing him back, um, but you know the fact remains. I don't think this team is their 2020 record. I don't think they are that that level. And um, I see a team that probably got um, a little worse with losing losing George Springer. I think that's going to hurt quite a bit. But they still seem to be really strong. And just, just pencil this in every year. I don't like what the Angels did pitching-wise. Um, <laughs> and I think the A's are... Sort of more of a mixed bag in a hundred and sixty-two game season. We know that they can rip off a great half of a season, um, but I just I don't think that they can compete with the Astros in a hundred sixty-two game season. So now you're
0: right. I take it back. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I still think the Astros have always been and and will be the the team at the top of the not always will be, but uh, right now they are the team clearly at the top of this division. I'm just kind of wondering how much longer it can last. And after talking about it, I guess it probably can last a little bit longer. Uh, let's let's go through it. I. Uh, I mean, you talked about the Angels, right? Well, what are they doing? Whoever knows. I mean, I I, I was thinking about them earlier today, and in, in, a, in a way, I think of them like the Twins, which is that the, the Twins are a 95-win team. Don't get me wrong. I'm aware of what the Angels are. But the Twins need to prove to me that they can make it past the ALDS. Uh, until they do it, even if they have the best team in baseball, I'm not going to think that they can. And the Angels are the same way. Until they prove to me that they can finish above 500, I don't think they can. No matter what they added, and to be frank, they didn't add much at all, right? Uh, I, I I think they they have pitching depth. I think they're pretty uh, okay batting. You know, they have two of the best hitters in baseball, and then also you know Shohei Otani. and you know there, there's a lot to like. There's not enough to like. Uh, I I don't buy it.
1: No, I don't buy it either. I think uh, it's just going to be the same story. They're going to place very highly in position player war. Uh, Like, even David Fletcher, even Justin Upton, um, Shohei Otani, as you mentioned. And they are going to have all these really good offensive stats. And the pitching really just is not good enough. And they have been missing a top-of-the-line starter for so long. Just just so absurdly long. Um, you know, Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb, Griffin Canning. Like, none of these jump out at you. And you you just have to really wonder what they were doing because um, it's reported that they were not in on Trevor Bauer at all, which is a, a bit shocking. A yeah. bit shocking to me because...
0: He's a California. He went to LA. It wasn't that. Wasn't the problem.
1: Yeah, he went to the Dodgers and um, the, the Angels. Obviously, not not a team that is averse to throwing large amounts of money at free agents. They wanted Garrett Cole last year. They didn't get him. They settled for Anthony Rendon, uh, which didn't really address the core the core problem. And that is finding a good pitching staff to get uh, the best player of our generation to to the playoffs. And uh, it really seems to be like that's just not going to happen again this year. And you know, Mike Trout's going to turn thirty this year. You know, and, this yeah, is—he's this, this he's is, running out of time. Yeah, I mean, they—they have successfully wasted the best years of Mike Trout's career.
0: The Angels went twenty-six and thirty-four last year, and this year they added Dexter Fowler, Jose Iglesias, Kurt Suzuki, Juan Ligaris, Jose Quintana, and Alex Cobb, Russell Iglesias, Alex Claudio, Junior Guerra is it is, is how does that you you finished below 500 last year and you're going to add around the edges like how does that help you
1: yeah this I, it almost feels like a little bit of if not incompetence it's hubris of some kind like they they don't have the the top of the line depth to be adding depth pieces on the side exactly
0: exactly they this is the what the Phillies are doing right now is they're taking Jake Arietta salary and adding pitching depth around it because they have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Do the yes. Angels have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler? They don't have anything close to Aaron Nola. I, they and would Zach love Wheeler.
1: a Zach Wheeler or an Aaron Nola and without they don't. a doubt. They, they simply don't. And uh, you know, it should be said, Dylan Bundy had a really nice season um, and very uh, interesting to me to see a guy who I just remember getting absolutely battered by the entire ALEs Yep. Um, his entire time in Baltimore. He was a highly touted prospect. He's not old. Nope. Uh, if he figures it out, that's a nice piece. That's a for nice sure. piece to have in your rotation. Uh, sadly, it's not enough. I, I and you know Shohei Otani's back. He's pitching, which is just for for spectators. I'm sure everybody. The, yeah, exactly. Is thrilled to see. I I I think I am slowly just losing hope that the two way experiment can can be a viable full time thing.
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: Which really hurts to say. Um, yeah, in
0: my mind, it'll happen until it can't. I don't even want to consider that it can't.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's been talked about. The thing is, he can't be too good at one of the things. Otherwise, right. people will just correctly yeah. say that if he was doing that one thing all the time. And I think the answer is probably hitting. He's he's a really, really, just a, a special hitter. Yep. And um,
0: Don't forget, he throws 98 miles an hour with a devastating splitter.
1: I know, that's the part, that's the part <laughs> that... We got to find out, but I mean, he had, he had surgery, uh, and was out last season. He gets hurt and he, 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 that's, that's just something that's going to happen, I think. And we're waiting for the, for him to be this kind of unicorn that will, that will pull it off. Um, And
0: yeah, either way, it's, it's clear to, I think to both of us, don't get me wrong. I think we all want the best for Mike Trout. I hope, I hope the angels prove me wrong, but it's bleak, uh, Let's talk about the A's. I think, I, I think they're the the opposite of the Angels a little bit, right? Like where I look at their team, I don't see how they can get it done because they always get it done. I believe they will get it done. Uh, you know, there's serious question marks in the rotation. I think with uh, what can Mike what can Shawn give you? He was a little shaky last year. What can Mike Fires continue to give? Uh, Chris Bassett is the guy at the top of that rotation. He was great, but is he? Great, I, you know the, the A's always find a way to get it done, and because because of that, I think they will. Uh, you know, the bullpen's great. Added Trevor Rosenthal, lost uh, Liam Hendricks. Um, I will say though, I don't think they make the playoffs this year.
1: Again, I, I agree with everything you said. I think they'll probably have, as is classic Oakland fashion, have a pretty bad first half. Yep, and then they will add. What they need, and they'll have a they'll just like sprint. I feel like they'll sprint to the finish line, and wherever they land at that point, is just uh, up to the rest of the division and up to the rest of the league, I guess.
0: But if the rest of the division has anything to say about it, they'll be fine.
1: They'll be fine. I mean, as as has been the case, they, they really are only contending with the Astros in my mind. Uh, and um, yeah, sad to say, but that is true. And I I it's a good lineup, obviously, really good. Um, they are missing Semyon a little bit. I think Elvis Andrus is is a Suitable replacement, and I I think the trade for for Andrews is uh, you know you don't see we don't see trades like that happen. I feel like they no it's, it's like fun right? Yeah, like Elvis Andrews for 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 uh, Chris Davis. It's it's two kind of veterans that both both uh both teams fan bases probably just really love those players just because of. I think that's probably why you
0: don't see that trade too often. A guy who's been on the team for eight years, he's probably sold a lot of jerseys because he's had that longevity uh and then he's gone
1: yeah that that was a that was probably the best possible way like they're not gonna they weren't gonna trade for francisco lindor so uh, that no, that's yeah. the that's the best i, I mean I, i'd
0: option. love to be in a room with bob melvin like the the day after the all-star game you know like what does he what how does he do it what does he say to them that just lights that spark is it the astros cheated like is that all he has to say <laughs>
1: I mean, this happened in the, the Moneyball season, too, famously, where, yep. you know, they, they just basically <laughs> totally revamped the team after the All-Star break and during the trade deadline, and that got them to the playoffs. And um, that happened—it's happened quite quite a bit recently. And, you know, they, I think um, the the question for them is going to be, can they lock up those core guys, Chapman and um, Olsen? Um,
0: also, will they try?
1: Well, they try, yeah, and uh, I f- I feel like if there's any candidate for to for uh, someone you would do that with, it's uh it's Matt Chapman. So um, uh,
0: I I think those two together have a lot of uh lot of, they're the Mats. the the they the, <laughs> they're the guys on the corner, the mat to Matt, gold to gold, gold glovers. I mean, they are uh yes, they're a special duo. I I would love to see them stay in Oakland and then be traded for Elvis Andrews in six years.
1: The A's have, have proven time and time again that they do not care about your personal aesthetic preferences. Uh, they trade away plenty <laughs> of fun players all the time, and they—that's just the way they're going to roll. So yeah, all right, yeah. But I—I I think uh, it, it's not—it's not unfamiliar for them to be to be kind of light on the starter side and just really strong in, in the bullpen. That one, remember that one year they had, uh, you know, Fernando Rodney, Blake Trinan, and all these guys just like coming out and.
0: Lutravino was so good that year. Yeah,
1: Lutravino was excellent and hasn't really ever been that pitcher again. Um, this is a strange, strange bullpen, though. It, it, like Sergio Romo, Jake Diekman, like Usmera Petit, Adam Kalarek, like just a lot of weird
0: pitchers. A lot of names. Yeah, a lot of names. A lot of- and
1: they all, th- they all throw kind of like differently is a lot of looks out of the bullpen and then obviously Trevor. i mean
0: we've seen the 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 clock arms too many times for to count in the 2021 playoffs maybe maybe more teams are adopting that maybe that graphic had some real impact uh
1: i wonder if that's a if that's a thing like you just get i i if that's one of those things that feels like a thing like if a pitcher if like a hitter sees four different arm slots and four different plate appearances he's going to be worse but
0: it absolutely feels like a thing i don't think the yankees signed darren Own day unless that's a thing
1: well, I think they probably keep Adam out of, you know, if it's not for the luxury tax threshold and it's very not true. for, you know, Adam out at a, like, uh, how bad he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was not very good, but I, I there's, yeah, this is in a Yankees episode. So who cares? I, I think another thing that is, that is important to look out for is the the young starters, perhaps. Um, AJ Puck obviously is not going to pitch this year, probably. Um, what a over, sad
0: story. I mean, yeah. he was, he was just, he won't just, uh, yeah. To it, it feels like just a bust at this point. I mean, hopefully you can prove us wrong. But if you have, I I think a, a Tommy John and then a shoulder surgery, whew, I mean that arm seems like it's about to fall off.
1: Yeah, I mean he is only twenty five, so it's not it's not something that he can never recover from. But this is uh, it's not what you want to see from your one of your top line starting yeah. prospects. And then the other one, Jesus Lizardo, who who uh, was quite good, and yeah. he is he is uh, probably the one that they're going to hang their hat on a bit more than Puck at this point. Yeah,
0: definitely fine with that. And then we can move, I hopefully quickly, uh, to talk about these last two teams. I mean, like, maybe they're fans of these teams, maybe not, it's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> the Let's talk about the Rangers first. We'll save the Mariners. Uh, but uh, my notes for the Rangers just say yikes, because they in 2020, they Corey Kluber, Mike Miner, and Lance Lynn and I felt like, wow, maybe this is a team that can do something. Maybe they're gonna actually win some games. And then, my God, did they not win some games? I mean, they 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 finished twenty two and thirty eight, which over hundred. If you you know project out over hundred games, is a one hundred sixty two games is a one hundred lost season. Uh, Kluberlin and Miner are all gone. Um, th- this this feels almost as like desperate as the Pirates to me. Like it 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 it's bleak
1: yeah I think there there are some interesting pieces on the team and uh but I, I do names. think well you know obviously Joey Gallo uh, is, without a doubt is an interesting piece in some uh respects but uh you know Willie Calhoun uh Leoni and I, just just some some players I think the, the main problem is they have just a litany of severely below average players Major league players starting in their lineup, and th- th- as a result, the offense is pit- pitiful. Yeah, just really bad. And um, th- I had a lot of questions uh, last season when they didn't trade La- Lance Lynn at the deadline because it was it was really clear that they were not going to be contending, and it was very clear that Lance Lynn was not going to be staying. And uh, I just found it kind of kind of bizarre that they didn't get as much as they. Seemingly could have gotten, and you know they got Dane Dunning from from the White Sox in that, this yep. off season, uh, which is a solid ad. But you have to wonder that if if they traded him at the height of a pennant race in, at, the, at the trade deadline, could they have gotten more than that? So that's and, a little and tantalizing for sure. And, and
0: let me let me pull back a little bit on you know it, it, it being as bleak as the Pirates. Right, like there are some pieces here that are interesting. A few years from now, there is. You know, Joey Gallo's twenty seven. That's that's fine. He's got a few more years left in the if, with the Rangers, but I mean, there's always even been talk of trading him. Willie Calhoun seemed like he got hit last year. There's a lot of pieces that are interesting, but there's no piece that's good.
1: No, no, and um, I I think uh, just just the names that they're adding like. Charlie Culberson, Delano De Shields, uh, Mike Fultonevich, Fultonevich. Yeah. yeah, which is which is uh, an interesting one. It is it an is, interesting because obviously yeah. Mike Fultonevich had had that that uh, disastrous start at the 2020 season. He got like lit up, had two miles off of his velocity, and was promptly let go by the Braves. So something strange going on there. If, if they can find a way to get him back to his uh, All Star self, that is uh, certainly not bad business. Um, but Uh, You know, to go back to the bleaker than the Pirates point, the Pirates have a decent farm system just by virtue of trading everybody at this point. Yeah. I don't know if the Rangers have that.
0: They have the, I I believe I saw like either around a top, around the 15th best, I believe is where they're typically falling, 13 to 15. Um, They have three top 100 guys. But for a team that made the playoffs five times in the 2010s, like, it's just kind of tough to see. Like, they they just kind of, uh, you know, they had their peak, and they, they fell off a cliff, and maybe that's the cycle we should get used to with baseball teams.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I just similar to the Tigers, um, if this team had won a World Series one of the years that they were really good, we'd be talking about this in a different tone. But in, in, instead, this feels like a, kind of something that is not enviable whatsoever, and it's it's really just kind of difficult to imagine them being good in the immediate short term. Without a doubt
0: and and I think that you can say the exact same thing. Well, maybe not the exact same thing. The Mariners just seem to have like some pieces but like I mean they haven't made the playoffs in however many years, 96, I think. Uh
1: 2001.
0: Oh, 2001. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It the longest drought in in the in baseball right now of, of yes. making the playoffs. But, you know, fun pieces. Kyle Lewis. maybe we'll get to see this year. Marco Gonzalez was good. James Paxton's back, Mitch Haniger's back. Uh tons of question marks we're not going to I don't think anybody's expecting anything good but uh fun you know let us see some young guys play
1: yeah I, I think the mariners uh are running a, a risk of becoming like shakespearean wow in, in, in their in their just uh sadness it, it is just the last 20 years man the the amount of great players that have put on the mariners uniform and, and not Seeing the playoffs, it is just really sad to think about, and uh, there's no wonder why their fans are just so anxious about any any sign of hope. Really. You know, like there there were there were remember that there were a couple of years uh, in the two thousands where they were they were projected to be really good. They yep. Went, they went all at it. They had Felix at his peak. Yeah. Um. And I nothing happened. Obviously, obviously they haven't made the playoffs because we're still talking about this playoff drought. And uh, they have retooled and rebuilt. A couple times now, I feel I feels like we're at like stage three of the second rebuild at this point, and uh, they haven't been good in a long. No,
0: time. and you know, you said Shakespearean, which made me think that comedy should equal tragedy
1: plus time. But this is not funny. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny. <laughs> it, 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 they, I think uh, there there are some bright sides in the pitching rotation. Obviously, Marco Gonzalez was good. Justin Sheffield was good, and the guy that they traded. To get Justice Sheffield is back. Yep. James Paxton, I think that's a pretty decent signing. He was not as bad as he he was uh, on the Yankees. He he um, pitched a bit better after you know that a couple really alarming starts. So yep. you, you, you just have to think that he's not suddenly a guy who throws 90 miles an hour and gets lit up all the time. I, I don't really think that's the case. Uh, and then, you know you say Kikuchi. Went from being the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball by yep. a couple metrics in 2019 to being a better pitcher. Uh, I his K say per his,
0: nine is it was like one of the most improved in the majors last year.
1: You wouldn't know it from his ERA. That's all I'll say. His yeah. his ERA it was still 5.17, but his FIP was uh 3.3. Uh, 0.3. So that's Ooh, uh, yeah,
0: that's that's something.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just uh, you know more of a sign of the position players. That yeah, play, I was about to say it sounds play like defense. behind. Yeah, it seems like uh, J.P. Crawford. And uh, Till and Moore uh, not giving him the best support. Uh, Kyle Seeger's is a good defender, though. So
0: and JP Crawford makes highlight plays. I don't, never, not always, the sign of a great player, but uh, no, definitely
1: not. Yeah, yeah. I uh, if I had to guess, this is not the year of Mariners fans. Uh, you know, the fan, the 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 farm system is great, but yep. I think when you're when you're in a position that the Mariners are in, where they have been removed from this for so long, you know, just just you can't tell them that like, Hey, we have a good farm system because they've seen prospects come. They've seen prospects go.
0: They sure have
1: at this point. That's not enough. And I totally get that. I think, I think it's just going to be nervy and, and you know, kind of a a mess until they actually do it and make the playoffs. And, and and, and
0: like, as of somebody who, you know, as we were saying earlier, right? Like the AL West, we've watched more Mariners athletics games than we care to. Uh, I want them to be good. I it's a team that's just been uh, like when a team has been bad for this long, it feels like they're just going to be easy to root for when they get good.
1: Yeah, it, it feel it feels like there there is some kind of sentiment towards that they are a likable team for the reasons that I mentioned. Like, you know, Ichiro, Ken Griffey yep. Jr., Felix Hernandez just world-class caliber players, uh, Hall of Fame players have played here and there there is a bit of a history to this to this uh, club even though it is a relatively new club. And so, for that reason, it's just—it's just so strange that 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 every single team, yeah, there there are worse run teams than the Mariners, without a doubt. There are teams that have less money than the Mariners. Yep. And there are there
0: yet—they're f- the ones that are the Mariners. Yes.
1: So it, it, it's at this point, it, it's just you can't explain it. You can't explain how the the Marlins have won two World Series. You know what I mean, and and the and the Mariners. Oh, do I ever?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes absolutely no sense. And the Mar,
1: yeah. Now the Mariners go twenty years without without making the playoffs. That yeah. that is something, really something.
0: I have to agree, and uh, we'll we'll save our our picks for a little bit later. I think we maybe showed our hand a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I was doing some research today. I was looking at the, the Rangers through the years and how they uh, started as the Washington Senators, and it 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 led me to to seeing Ed Yost, not Ned Yost, but Ed Yost. You, you have any familiarity with this guy?
1: Absolutely none.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. So there are two Ed Yosts, and I imagine if you were to know an Ed Yost, the one you would think of is the, the father of the modern-day hot air balloon. So Ed Yost was also different Ed Yost, but when you Google Ed Yost, first guy that comes up, father of the hot air balloon. Second guy that comes up, Eddie Yost, baseball player and manager. Okay? So the reason I found this guy interesting is that in 1963, he was an interim manager for the Washington Senators, who, uh, he managed one game. He was the manager in between uh, two guys right before Gil Hodges came in and took over, but he was the manager for one game, and he lost that game, and his career managerial record is 0-1. Wow. What? And there are 14 guys in Major League history who have only managed one game. Six of them are 1-0. Eight of them are 0-1. And Ed Yost, I found him interesting. I'll I'll get get into more about those managers in a sec. But Ed Yost I found to be an interesting guy. So he made his Major League debut at 17 years old in 1944. Then, you know, there was a war. I don't know if you've heard. But he went into the Navy, served 18 months in World War II, and came back and then played for the Washington Senators, uh, for 14 years, uh, he was he was a a a guy who walked. He was just taking walks before the three true outcomes. When he retired, he was fourth all time on the walk list behind Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, and Mel Ott.
1: Oh my goodness! Right, <laughs> that is quite uh, impressive.
0: In one game in 1953, he fouled off a total of 20 pitches in two at bats. He was just up there taking pitches, leading the league. In on ba- he led the league in walks six times, let it in on base percentage a couple of times, made the all-star game once, uh, and a weird career, right? So he was the third base coach after that for 20-plus years. He was in Major League Baseball for something like 40 years. And, you know, if I hadn't said his name today, I don't think I'd ever heard of him. mm mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, he lost one game that he was managing against the White Sox. He lost nine three to the White Sox, and then Gil Hodges took over, and he kind of followed Gil Hodges around for the the rest of his career. So, he, like, he went to the '69 Mets and won the World Series there with Gil Hodges as a third base coach for for all of those years. Wow! So then uh, he went zero and one, which led me to think, okay, what's the what's the worst a manager's ever done in his career? What do you what do you
1: think? Is there do you have like a minimum of games?
0: No, most this is most uh, losses without ever having a win.
1: Whoa, oh, this is interesting to me. I don't know. I I would say like 0 and 10 or something like that. It could be
0: way more. It's so 0 and 11. They were two guys uh, in 1872. So not that interesting. They were in the same league which is interesting. They were both in the National Association in 1872, and they both went 0-11. But it's one of those baseball reference pages that has a ton of question marks next to each player's name because we're not really sure who played for them. Uh, but I will tell you the most interesting one, which happened in 1988, where a manager who his entire career
1: 0-8, damn,
0: his name was Moose Stubing. and uh, Jay, Jaff- Jay Jaffe wrote a, uh, an amazing article uh, basically eulogizing him after after he, he passed away, uh, I think in 2018. But he, he just a, a crazy... So he hit 192 home runs in fit, parts of 15 seasons in the minor leagues from 1956 to 1969. He got one call to the majors in 1967 with the Angels, and he went 0 for 5 with four strikeouts, all as a pinch hitter.
1: Wow. He is the only player
0: and manager in Major League history to one, never get a hit, and two, never win a game.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: And he is just like a—he became like a universally loved guy. Like, it's a its a pretty nice story. Like, he just—like, I don't know. It just seemed like every interview he ever did, everyone uh, loved him. But after he lost those eight games, so he became the interim manager for the eight games after Cookie Rojas was fired. And his quote—I'm uh, wondering if you'll—I think you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, eight days on the job beats spending eight days in prison. What? Which? Not a high bar. He did not. Not a high bar. He did not say
1: eight days on the job beats eight days in Hawaii. Okay, I have some questions. So, so this leads me to believe that if he had not taken the manager job,
0: he He might have been in jail.
1: Yeah. So what does that? What does that mean? What did he do? What is that quote?
0: Does he mean he'd he could he get arrested for going zero eight? I I don't
1: know if that that seems a bit harsh. That
0: does seem a bit harsh. Uh, it's a harsh precedent to this set. Guy, I, I, I I, am blown away by that quote. Have no idea. I, I think people just say things and then we, they expect us to make sense of them. And I get what he's trying to say, but it's like when people say, I could care less. Yes. Okay, If th- that's great. You could. So you clearly yes. you have some caring to do about this right now. But another fun thing about this guy, so he came up, he, he became a minor league ma- uh, coach. He, became, he went up and coached in the majors for a long time. He was also a D1 college basketball referee and was a referee in multiple NCAA and NIT tournaments.
1: NIT tournaments. Not, that's, that's, that's nothing not small.
0: Nothing. Yeah. But, but where I wanted this to take us, and I'm curious about what, what, your, what your thought is, if you were the GM of a team and you had hired a new first-year manager, a guy who'd never been a manager before, how many consecutive losses would it take for you to fire him?
1: Okay, so so based on my knowledge, like what I know, I know that the manager doesn't have that much of an effect on the game. So this this is what makes it difficult. Okay, but you all, I, I feel like you also have to understand the manager is frequently just they're a
0: pariah, right? They're the they're the person who is blamed, even though it's not that's their fault. that's what I'm saying. So yeah. so if
1: I'm a GM of a baseball team and my team is like zero and thirty or something like that, the media will get on me and they will they will cause me to fire. Them. So I really I think it just it gets to the point where Wherever my job is threatened mm-hmm. by me by me not firing this person, that's when I would fire them. Because I think if if it were left up to me, he could lose like eighty games in a row. And uh, unless eighty I, games in a unless row, unless I knew that he was doing something to like specifically cause the loss.
0: If he was given first baseman reps on the mound.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't really see a way that a manager influences a game enough to To account for so many losses in a row. So I would I would probably ascribe it to the players I would ascribe it to maybe maybe some tactics the way the team is built or just luck so um, I think it would probably end up like the realistic answer is like if if it's a first-time manager and he doesn't have reputation It would probably be like 15 games and then the the calls would come 15 games in a row You probably have to fire somebody
0: and it also begs the question, I, you know, I hadn't fully, I guess, thought this through, but uh, does the GM even make it through? Maybe the question it should be like the owner. At what point does the owner clear house?
1: Yeah, I mean, that depends on the owner, how erratic he is, how how much you can convince him. No, you're him the owner. I'm the owner. I own the team. Um, well, again, I, I just, I don't really believe that it would be anything other than bad luck. So it would have to be I guess when you're an owner, like, people can't really pressure you, and you are unaccountable to literally everybody. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. So that's, maybe... Yeah, exactly. Let your ego run wild. I would never do it then. I, I don't think I'd ever fire somebody. God damn Yeah. It, I, it would probably be like, oh, oh, 162, and then I'd be like, wasn't that fun? Let's run it back. <laughs> Take your rational mind out of this and have and just
0: fire a man.
1: Yeah, I think the answer is like 15, 20 games. That's, that's when you can reasonably just assume that... Um, it's 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 not gonna work. This doesn't happen so much in baseball, though. Like no, it would never happen. Teams like teams don't fire managers that abruptly after bad starts. It happens in the NBA quite a bit, um, but it doesn't really happen in in baseball. And I think that's because baseball we've we've sort of figured out that the manager doesn't really matter that much. Is baseball the
0: sport where the manager that the coach man, Well, I guess we probably don't know much about what a coach does in. No, maybe a coach has control over shifts in hockey. Is is ba- is baseball the sport
1: where the coach matters the least? Yeah, I would say so. Cause I mean, th- you have in other sports coaches that have total philosophies, and right. they're talked they're talked about the way that GMs are talked about in baseball. Uh, you know, like um, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, um, Mike D'Antoni, uh, to name one. Like people, people like literally inventing systems of play, and I don't really think that ever existed in baseball, ever. Uh, I don't think managers can be credited. Even the most influential managers. I'm talking like you know, Buck Showalter, Tony La Russa, Joe Torre, like Terry Francona. You can't, uh, yeah. you can't say anything about the style of baseball that that they.
0: No, very true.
1: Yeah, and 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 just because they can't influence the style, of, like they have quirks, managerial quirks. Like obviously, um, you know, Terry Francona is very, uh, you know, experimental and and, and analytics driven with his bullpen for somebody who's so old school. Um, sure, that, that's. That's something Tony Tony La Russa, like has a good ma- a good relationship with his uh, his players or whatever like you know, blah 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 all these all these different quirks that managers have but they cannot uh, impose a philosophy of play style within a team and I think in other sports and you know I'm I I uh, it's hard for me not to think about soccer in this because managers have an outsized influence in that sport as well. Sure. Um, just every other sport, I think I, I you can make a case that the manager manager uh, matters much more.
0: Yeah, no, I'd have to agree, And uh, but I- I'm wondering, th- what do you think the record is to start a season, or no, excuse me, to start a managerial career? Most loss is to start a managerial career.
1: 12?
0: 13.
1: 13. Malachi Four.
0: Kittredge in 1904, but fun fact, in 2003, Alan Trammell started 0-9 with the Tigers.
1: Oh, man, and he's, he's like a club legend, too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that that must have been even harder to stomach. You don't want to fire him at, at that point, I bet. I
0: wonder if there were. I wonder. I I'd be interested to go and read like a, a Detroit newspaper from from Game Eight when they started 0 and 8 and see if the media had gotten to the point of calling for it, of blaming Trammell.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting to say. I'll have an
0: update I, on that. I'll I'll, I'll do some new, newspapers.com. i I'll, I'll see what I can do.
1: I can't wait to see what you come up.
0: With. All right, sounds good. All right, let's do some <laughs> joy in the club.
1: Okay, uh, you want to start with the Astros? Yeah. Okay, so, so I, I have recommended this player before to teams, okay? That's I, cheating. I, I uh, Is it cheating? No, it's I fine. can't recommend this. No, you can sp- do it. You I, okay, do all right. Um, and uh, I just... He, still a free agent. Blows my mind. Um, the Astros obviously lost George Springer, the best available free agent on the market. Uh, in center field.
0: Oh, I know who you're going to say.
1: The next best free agent is yep. still a free agent. It's Jackie Bradley Jr. Yep. He is a tremendous fielder. Uh, that is not a small park. He had a really good season at the plate, and um, he doesn't really need to have very good offensive seasons to have a lot of value. But
0: And we've seen what he can do at Houston He uh, in that AL. Yeah, the grand slam, right? Yeah, exactly. He destroyed Houston.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've recommended this this uh this player to other teams in, in this segment before, but I just really cannot believe that he's still a free agent. Um I something he must be asking for quite a bit of money, which might be his right. Uh I think he is a pretty good player. I've I've always admired him as as a member of the Red Sox. He he obviously has the highlights. He's not the fastest player, but somehow uh his his uh he's very adept at at positioning and and instinct and is a tremendous center fielder because of it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, and I'd love to see him go face-to-face with the Hill in, in Houston. Uh, I wish that was still there just to see oh, Jackie yeah. Bradley Jr. have to deal with it. And I'll be honest, I did a, I did a shitty thing that I've done before. I did it with Cleveland uh, when I said it, that they needed Francisco Lindor. The Astros need George Springer. I know it's awful, but, like, my God, Miles Straw to George Springer the, the compare, it, it's not even. I mean, it's six wins. It's it's so it's so stark. It, it's just a, a massive drop off. I know they went out and signed Brantley. It, it doesn't feel like it matters when you lost George Springer, who's just such a presence at the top of an order. Uh, it, it really just feels like such. Even though the team is clearly still so good without him, it just feels like such a loss of a presence, and I, I, I can't see that. I know it's not in the spirit of the game, but I just can't see them without George Springer.
1: I agree. Uh, I think he, he represents that team um We were saying so earlier, he's the stronger. only saving
0: grace. He was the only piece that we just... Yeah. It, it was the, he was the hardest piece to hate, and now he's gone.
1: It felt like he hit like 20 leadoff home runs a year.
0: 20 a year, and then 10 more in the postseason.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, on top of that, like an all-time excellent postseason player. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're not going to be able to replicate that, so you probably should have just signed him, but... Uh, if you can't sign him, you should have signed Jackie Bradley Jr. So t- it's not too late. Not yep. too late.
0: Not, yeah, you're you uh you're taking a much more practical approach to this than than me. Uh, it Angels.
1: Yeah, I mean, I said it. I think they should have. They should have probably tried to sign Trevor Bauer, and uh, it, it's not unrealistic looking at their payroll. Um, they they are obviously a a big market team. They are not really that close to one of the major. Uh, luxury tax thresholds they are about uh 32 million away and that's after they added some players so you have to imagine that you know they would have had even more room for Trevor Bauer's 40 million dollar contract or whatever he's making um that's exactly the kind of piece that they need at the top of the line lo- at the rotation that they haven't really had so you want him starting on opening day and not Andrew Heaney and I don't think that is a very hot take
0: I don't th- I-, I would I would have to agree with that. Uh, yeah, I- yeah i mean it's another opening day for andrew he every year he does it it blows me away
1: (laughs) you know Um, that's that's like how they always say like they use opening day starts as kind of like the stat and then you know come on
0: yeah exactly (laughs) when it's andrew heaney i mean are we really going to count when it's john means (laughs) is that really that impressive
1: yeah Um, i mean i don't want i don't want to be mean to them but like that's i'm fine with it Um, (laughs) it's just because they don't have anybody else
0: yeah exactly um, I, 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 definitely agree, Trevor Bauer. I, I, was kind of thinking I wanted to give them a different look. Um, I think Trevor Bauer would absolutely give them a different look. But they have so many guys who, like Jose Quintana, Dylan Bundy, Alex Cobb, uh, not Shohei, but uh, guys who sit 89, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Um, I'd love to see them with a fireballer. So I, I, I'd love to see Tyler Glass now as an Angel. I know Oof. he's kind of uh he's much more i guess injury prone which again fits the angels it's what we know from them um but he, just to see tall 98 coming out of the, the 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 rotation every every fifth day uh i mean Trevor Bauer would be a great pick there too without a doubt but um i don't know there's something about Glasnow is at the front of that rotation that i really like
1: uh i think there's a lot to like about Tyler Glasnow in any rotation and uh, well sure the angels not included uh he would be he would be great of course i gotta say the way that the angels handle pitching injuries and the way tyler glasno throws that's a bad recipe yeah so,
0: not wrong not wrong at all and trevor bauer just like a, you can trust him to do his own thing and stay healthy so maybe, we, maybe let's either. just put it
1: this way we will find out he, he'll he be putting his money where his mouth is in terms of his durability uh, you know if he if he would have come to the angels and i think that's he, right he, he would be
0: pitching every fourth day if he came to the yes. angels because they don't have anyone else. Exactly. The A's, I I think, another piece here. Uh, I I think a a thing that I'm realizing about this is what I really want to see in, like, 90% of cases is a reunion. I didn't realize that about myself, but uh, I think I like players leaving a team and then coming back. Um, So Sonny Gray... I think he fills a, a nice hole for the A's. I, I know he was a great, he was so good for a little bit on the A's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think he uh, just like another arm in the rotation is not something that the the A's could could turn their head at, could scoff at at all. So I think he he'd uh, he'd bring a really nice nice piece to that rotation, and we got a reunion.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, I think uh, you know Cincinnati is uh, who knows what the hell they're doing. Uh, really, to be yeah, fair, yeah, we we'll, we'll save it. But my God. Yeah. Um so you know, we've heard that they've been trying to shop Sonny Gray, maybe, so you know, that that could happen. That could happen. Could. Uh, I, I said uh also a starter, I said Charlie Morton. I think um would have been interesting to see him on this team. I agree. Uh, that's a kind good of one. That's a really good one. Run the gambit of, of small budget um analytic driven teams with the Rays and now the now the A's. Um obviously, you know, he signed with the Braves, he wants to be close to his family in I believe it's Florida, that's where he lives. So um yeah. That's understandable, but I think this team might be missing uh, just just a non Mike Fires starter. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd feel better about their playoff chances if they had someone like Charlie Morton.
0: Yep, exactly. And I I would say so far we're three for three. It's pretty interesting uh, in position. We said starting pitcher for the Angels, starting pitcher for the A's, center fielder for the Astros. So uh, with these last
1: two, might get tough because their needs are a bit less. they could use someone anywhere.
0: They I could guess. both use Mike Trout. Yeah, so that's why I, uh, that's why I went with a reunion for both of these. Uh, so the Mariners, like, God, you know, I I don't think there's a player you could give them that make them a playoff team. So I didn't try. Uh, I went with a guy who I view as the face of their rebuild right now. Who it was heartbreaking to see them cut uh, in Daniel Vogelbach. I think oh. I think he is just such a Mariner. Uh, I don't know why but he is just such a mariner and it's a shame that he wasn't good enough to stay a mariner because it really doesn't seem like it takes much to be a mariner. Um, I, I really, he, he's the guy who, like, who cares how bad he is. He's like a Craig Biggio, Derek Jeter, where he should just stay there his entire career. My age is showing so hard that those were the two guys that I decided, Oh my God, I hate that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, similar answer. I went with another reunion. Um, Felix. Yeah. Let's go. What the hell, man? I I'm just I'm seeing on on Twitter these pictures of him, you know, at, at Orioles camp. It's gross. Who Who let this happen? Yeah, who, it, who,
0: somebody he, we need to be put in charge because this should not be able to happen. This is
1: crazy. He has a minor league deal. He's not making any money. He is the most iconic player you've had since Ichiro.
0: But here's a question. Is it sad to see the stars fall in your like on your team, would you rather the start? Would you rather Brett Favre go play for the, the Vikings and the Jets, or would you rather see them their demise happen with your team too?
1: I think the demise is sad, no matter what. Uh, so 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 now Mariners fans get a double gut punch. He's going to pitch for the Orioles, which sucks because it's not the Mariners.
0: He it's, might pitch for the Orioles. He also might pitch for the Orioles A team.
1: Yeah. So so he's already got that different hat. Like if he get if he gets into the into the Hall of Fame, like we're not going to be talking about like oh is he going to be a mariner or not of course he's going to be a mariner <laughs> but on this baseball reference page there's going to be two teams actually three cuz was on the Braves. Teams in the Braves. um but that's just a bit strange and and um he's not good don't get me wrong he is not good the mariners tried to move him to the bullpen his last season if i remember correctly and he took a lot of exceptions to that so maybe there has something to, there's something there with a strained relationship of sorts Um, What I have to say to that is that the Mariners will not be good for at least two or three years. And I think by that time, you know, he's going to retire. Yep. And now what's probably going to end up happening is that if by some fluke he ends up making it to the major leagues and pitching for the Orioles, the Orioles are going to go to Seattle. He might pitch there, and that will be the final, like, send-off of his career in in Seattle. Really what should have happened is that he should have been – one of these retirement tour guys and i i think oh um, that's he, that would have been nice he meets the criteria i think he's like a cy young winner borderline hall of famer i think the hall of fame is going to have to start defining how they want to really include starting pitchers in this modern era that's for but, sure but um just such an electric uh, franchise defining player why isn't he there
0: come right. on yeah no why isn't he there even even if it was uh give him a player coach job just like make him a special assistant. They the did that managers. with Ichiro.
1: They did that with Ichiro.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the real Ichiro just wanted to take BP. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh the Rangers so I think the Angels are this way too, but Zips has the Rangers uh with zero starters projected to have an ERA under 4. Wow. Pretty dire. <laughs> wow. So what I did is I went to Zips and I looked at pitchers with a projected 3.99 ERA. Just to get them that one guy to just slide in under the wire, and uh, I respect him. And I found and I found a reunion. I found a, a Miles Michaelis reunion. So damn. Uh, I I think Miles Michaelis is fine. I think that that all the Rangers could ever need right now is fine. Um, maybe they could trade him at the deadline for some good uh, minor leaguers uh i can't believe like i have to think about that for this game i should, probably shouldn't be but again there's just no player that they could get that would make them a consi- a, a considered team uh so miles michaels
1: yeah they they're screwed they're really <laughs> screwed it, it's really going to be a tough tough season for so ha- i'm
0: curious fans. how did you how did you approach thinking about giving the rangers a player
1: uh so i had a meme pick which is uh sign jose batista to a minor league contract perfect um That'd be a lot of fun just to see him and Rufnet Ador uh, interact. That, no, it's a fan-
0: yeah, it's a fantastic pick. That's exactly the kind of pick you should be going after right here.
1: And and then my real answer is that you just need to get Rufnet adore less at bats. Um, he, he's he's just, uh, I don't know what to say. This guy is, he's not good. He, he's, he's just a really, just ha- has proven to be a pretty bad player for some time now. And he is just, he, it seems like he kind of just like defines his team and he's never really been that good. So I uh, t- Get him out. Get some new blood. Like, you know, I said DJ LeMayu. Maybe they, they don't have enough money for DJ LeMayu. Uh, maybe a Colton Wong type uh, as, as sort of a backup. But um, I think just just the vibes of having Rufin Odor around, you need to move past that. Like Elvis Andrus wasn't the person you should have you should have uh, ended the relationship with because I think he kind of is a, a more uh, – I look at him more favorably in terms of what he reminds me of for that team. And uh, with Rufin Ardor, it's just uh, – it's all bad vibes.
0: He is nothing but bad vibes. Uh but my god, like I can't believe how long he's been in the majors.
1: He has been in the majors a lot. He
0: has He's played he's played a I mean like obviously he couldn't have played 100 games last year, but he has played 100 games 6
1: times in his major league career and he is 27 years old. In 2017, there's there's a a famous famous to me uh, Sam Miller article about this year. He played 162 games. He sure did. And he hit 30 home runs. Yep. And he had a 56 wRC plus.
0: 63 OPS plus. Hit 204, 50, 204, 252, 397.
1: Like you have to say, like despite hitting 30 home runs, Jeff Mathis esque value at the plate. Unbelievable. This is couldn't be worse. Horrible. He was horrible. And he has not had an above average season since then um he's obviously got some pop he's not a good fielder um yeah I don't know I I just uh I think having players like him on your team uh who are not young not good and really just are they're not he's not a part of their future plans so they should probably either play someone younger or get someone better
0: I'm not even sure he could find a major league contract if it wasn't with the Rangers
1: I tend to agree with you
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pick. Let's get him. Let's get him out of there. Let's uh, let's let's stop pretending this is gonna happen because <laughs> it's not gonna. Rugnet door is not gonna happen. Uh, all right, we did it. We did another episode. Uh, let's uh, wrap it up with some picks. Um, I don't think. I think mine are pretty lame. I bet we have the same ones. You want you want to try and say them at the same time? Okay. Number one. Houston. Houston. A's. A's. Yeah, we are not good at this. No,
1: we're not good at this. Angels. Angels,
0: Mariners.
1: Uh, okay, I had Texas here.
0: Oh, okay. All right, we got a little, we got a little, got a little confusion at the bottom here. You got, yeah. you got Texas below the Mariners. The Mariners, who finished third place in the division in two thousand twenty, you think they're gonna finish in last place this year?
1: Yeah, I, I just see the Mariners kind of embracing the tank a little bit more. I think their their pitching staff is obviously better, but I, I am just really, a lot. I'm, I'm worried about that offense. Like, uh, you know, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Seager. Obviously, and then they have you know the, the Kyles. Kyles. Yeah, they have the Kyles. Um, I uh, I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. I think it'll be close down there. I don't really you know. It's kind of a kind of a. I don't know. It's a depressing argument to say who's going to be better between the Te- the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Um, that's baseball I will not watch when they play. That's that I can tell you.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I think, I I know I said the A's won't make the 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 wild card game this year um I'm curious do you think they will or do you that you, yeah, you have them in second place too so do you think there's a uh, two teams there in the, the there isn't
1: there is an outside shot that they that they make it I think I think you, what are you saying you're you're saying probably like Tampa or Chicago
0: White Sox Blue Jays
1: yeah 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 I mean that's yeah of course you're picking the ones that all the baseball fans want you're not gonna get it you know it Something's gonna go wrong. Why do you it. try and ruin my fun? I'm just telling you that something bad will happen. Something like everything that it, it's not gonna work exactly as you want. And if it does, the Phillies are gonna lose 120 games as your trade off or something like that. Something weird's gonna happen. That's,
0: that's all fair. I'm that, yeah, well, well, that's our. I guess that'll be our next episode. But <laughs> uh, we're looking at the the the, the over the betting over unders just came out, and there's some interesting numbers I want to talk to you about. So uh, maybe we can do that next time. I would love to. In love, Angeles, the winter never
1: comes. In love, Angeles, the mothers milk their young. But I can keep running, oh, I
0: can keep running, ah uh-uh. ah. Oh, ah uh-uh. ah.